You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Good morning, sisters. You may have been expecting Michelle Carrillo to start her devotional series, Life in Faith. Uh, Michelle asked if I would do the Devo for the women this week because she has been taking care of her father, who unfortunately had a really bad fall, and so he was injured, and she's you know been needing to take care of him. So she shared that he is okay, but please pray for her father's full recovery and healing. Also, please keep the church in Lebanon in your prayers after the horrific explosion that so far, I think the death toll has been at least 135 lives, but I know so many people have been wounded. Um, they're still looking for people under the rubble. Many, many homes have been destroyed. I mean, it is really a really tough situation out there. By God's grace so far, uh, we've heard that there is only one brother who was injured and was hospitalized, but that he's going to be okay. About half of the members have lost their homes, and the church is really in need of relief funds at this time. On October 18, our region will be taking up our world missions collections, where part of that money will go to the Middle East, namely the church in Lebanon. So this morning, I'm thankful for this opportunity to be able to share with you some things that I've been learning about faith. My lesson is called A Leper's Faith. And my prayer is that your faith would be encouraged by this man's simple and pure faith. You know, last Sunday, Matt Weber preached a powerful lesson on Jesus, the goat, the greatest of all time, and challenged us to have a because you say so kind of faith that Simon had in Luke 5. It inspired me and convicted me to really think about where is my faith at? You know, I've been busy, as I'm sure many of you have been, you know, just taking care of your family, trying to stay safe, um, looking out for your friends and neighbors during this COVID-19 pandemic. I love serving in the ministry, especially with the teen ministry, trying to um, figure out new ways, creative ways to be able to build faith and stay connected. I'm learning to fight against racism and stand up for God's righteousness and justice, which are all good things. Yet my faith was getting dull. Can you relate to feeling just blah in your faith where you're just like, meh? Like not super high faith, not super low, but just there. Well, in Hebrews 11, verse 1, it says, What is faith? It is a confident assurance that what we hope for is going to happen. It is the evidence of things we cannot yet see. And then in verse 6, it says, So you see, it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that there is a God and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Do you believe, sisters, that God will reward you with blessings as you earnestly seek him? You see, unbelief and doubt can easily creep into our hearts. It happens slowly and without us even realizing it. Satan is a father of lies, and he works hard to steal our faith, but he does it just a little bit at a time. 
You might get some bad news at work. Maybe they're cutting your hours or you get into a conflict with a coworker. He steals a small piece of your faith. You hear all the discouraging stats about the rising number of COVID cases in California. He steals another piece of your faith. You, maybe you miss a meeting with your small group. He chips away another piece of your faith. You get into a fight with your husband or get annoyed with your children or maybe with a friend. Another piece of your faith gets stolen. By now, you may be like me asking, well, how can I get more faith? Or how can I get fresh faith? Or even better yet, how can I get faith that's on fire? Because we all know we had faith enough to become a disciple and proclaim Jesus as Lord. But after our baptism, through the months and the years following, our faith gets tested. Our faith gets refined. We take hits to our faith. Our faith gets deepened, sometimes wounded, tested again, sharpened, solidified. And this continues on in our walk as disciples. What I do know is that God cares so much about our faith in him. Look in 1 Peter 1, verse 7. It says, These trials are only to test your faith to show that it is strong and pure. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. And your faith is far more precious to God than mere gold. So if your faith remains strong after being tried by fiery trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. Sisters, how is your faith this morning? God cares about the condition of your faith because he loves you. Almost After almost 29 years of being a Christian, I've learned that God is always putting us in situations to grow and strengthen our faith. I'm realizing that the faith that I had last year, which I felt like was a pretty tough year, but that's not going to be enough to get through what we're facing in 2020. So I started praying and asking God to help me get in touch with just assessing where my faith was at, and then asking for God to ignite my faith. I knew I needed to be with Jesus to be up close and personal. So I opened up my Bible to the Gospels. That is my go-to so that I can be reminded of the miracles of Jesus. I started reading in Matthew. So turn with me in Matthew chapter 8, verses 1 through 4. Matthew 8 says, Large crowds followed Jesus as he came down the mountainside. Suddenly, a man with leprosy approached Jesus. He knelt before him, worshiping. Lord, the man said, if you want to, you can make me well again. Jesus touched the man. I want to, he said. Be healed. And instantly, the leprosy disappeared. Then Jesus said to him, go right over to the priest and let him examine you. Don't talk to anyone along the way. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. So everyone will have proof, proof of your healing. What an incredible miracle. It's just straightforward, simple faith. Jesus heals this man of his leprosy. This man was bold and courageous to approach Jesus. It was against the law for a leper to be closer than 50 feet to another person or to even greet another person. 
he must have been so desperate for healing and to be made clean. You know, it made me think of the list of five impossible prayers that we were encouraged to make in the beginning of this year. How desperate am I for those impossible prayers? I found it interesting. The man said, Lord, if you want to, you can make me well again. And I thought about that for a few minutes. You know, I said, why would he, why would he say if you want to? I mean, clearly he acknowledges that Jesus is all powerful, that he knew Jesus could do whatever he wanted to do, that no task, no obstacle, no problem was too great for Jesus. This man is also so humble before Jesus, knowing that Jesus is Lord, that basically saying if Jesus wants to do something, he can. It's totally up to him. If not, it's still all good because Jesus is sovereign and must have a good reason. I was amazed. This leopard had total faith and trust in God. I thought about what I would do if I were in this leper's position. That if I knew that Jesus could heal me, I would be begging, Jesus, please make me well. You can do this. So you have to heal me. I would be a lot more demanding. But this man humbled himself, first of all, to just kneel before Jesus. You know, taking the appropriate posture before a mighty king. And bravely makes his request to be healed. But what struck me was how he so surrendered to whatever it is that Jesus would do. And as I continued to meditate on this, I heard, I heard the Holy Spirit tell me, Grace, you need to let go and trust Jesus. I was thinking about my impossible prayers. First of all, I wasn't being consistent in praying for them. So that revealed how I was starting to doubt more than believe that this could happen. That's not showing a confident assurance of what I'm hoping for, that it is surely going to happen. And specifically, one example of my uh, impossible prayers is for my mom and dad to be able to study the Bible and become Christians. So in my mind, I try to anticipate how that would happen. What would I need to do to make that happen? So you can already see where this is going because I'm thinking, what do I need to do? First of all, they live in Hawaii, so that's a challenge. So maybe I could try to do a Zoom call with them, but I'm not sure how I would get them set up on Zoom. Maybe I could ask some friends to stop by, but with COVID, you know, and quarantining and everything, I don't know how open they would be to that. My mom is from Japan, so I would need to get her a Japanese Bible, find some sisters who could speak Japanese and translate from English to Japanese. Um, I'm here trying to figure out the perfect way, the perfect time um, to go about all of this. And all the while forgetting that, Grace, Jesus got it. Jesus has it all figured out. I get paralyzed by my own worrying and self-reliance that it kills my faith. And then I end up not even calling them to encourage them or or to my shame, you know, not checking on them regularly as I would like to. So I'm determined. I decided I'm going to repent. I just need to take the first step of just being consistent and calling them and spending time with them every week and trust that Jesus will lead the way. 
Imagine if the leper in Matthew 8 sat there trying to figure everything out like how I was. You know, how can I get to Jesus when it's against the law? There's so many people. There's a huge crowd. How would Jesus even heal me when he can't touch me? If he tried to have it all figured out before coming to Jesus, he would have missed the opportunity that would change his life forever. All he focused on was Jesus, the one who was all-powerful and compassionate, the one who was able to heal his leprosy. He didn't spend time trying to figure out how it was going to happen. He boldly took the first step to kneel before Jesus and make his request. He was humble and trusted Jesus would find a way. And I love how Jesus doesn't just heal him, but Jesus touches him. In Jewish law, as I said before, it was forbidden to touch lepers. Um, it's written in Leviticus 5.3. And the lepers were quarantined from, you know, the main society, Leviticus 13. They were pretty much treated as outcasts, as nobodies, worthless. They were deemed unclean and anyone who touched them would be defiled. So it was a big deal for Jesus to compassionately touch the man. By touching him, Jesus doesn't actually undermine the law of Moses, but rather he fulfills its purpose by providing cleaning and healing. And I I imagine Jesus just wanted the leper to know you are worthy, that you are valued, and you are loved, that you matter. I just love Jesus. I love that about Jesus. And I'm so inspired by the faith of this man. So what do we learn here? Jesus blesses humility and open-handed trust in him. See, being controlling and tight-fisted, that's what kills our faith. When we are just rigid about our own plans and our own ways, that stifles God to work. That kills our faith. So the question is, what can I do to ignite my faith? Well, in Romans 10, 17, It says, yet faith comes from listening to this message of good news, the good news about Christ. So the first practical is to get in the word and let Jesus ignite your faith. Spend time walking with Jesus and his disciples in the gospels. You can read Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Just imagine what it would be like to just be with Jesus, to experience the miracles, to be right with the disciples watching the miracles happen. I love where it says in Acts 4.13, the members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men who had had no special training. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. Being with Jesus will certainly ignite your faith. The second practical is, Just take the first step toward the miracle that you hope for. Just one, not the 50 that you have to have planned out. Just one step. Maybe you're praying to reach out to a coworker. Just do something to build that relationship. Encourage them. Take that step to invite them out to our online worship service on Sunday. Maybe you want to see your children come back to the faith or build their own faith. Decide to spend time connecting with them. Maybe just pray with them. It was so inspiring to see Darius and Susan A. Simmons' daughter, Zara, get baptized last Saturday. That was so inspiring. Uh, maybe you need help forgiving someone who hurt you. 
take the first step at confessing your anger or bitterness. Or perhaps you hope to date a godly man and get married someday? Well, you can plan an encouragement date. Whatever your miracle or impossible prayer is, ask God to show you what the next step would be and just do it. Remember, you don't need to figure it all out because Jesus will do it in his loving, compassionate, and often unconventional ways. My third practical is to pray with a sister to fuel your faith. Prayer helps to fan into flame your faith. Prayer with a partner helps us to persevere in our faith. It reminds us that God is God and we are not. You know, I'm grateful that once a month, the women's ministry leaders in the Pacific Southwest family of churches, we've been meeting over Zoom to pray. And it's it's such a bonding time. You know, just being able to pray together reminds me that we are in the spiritual battle together. As I hear my sisters pray, it takes the focus off of me and my own problems and anxieties. And all of a sudden, you know, all of those things don't seem as overwhelming. We can carry each other's burdens in this way. So I really would love to start up our monthly women's prayer in the metro LA region again. I really look forward to that. I wanted to share some inspiring faith stories right here in our fellowship. You know, it's been so encouraging to pray with the teens at our almost midnight prayer nights on Tuesdays. We start at 11 p.m. and we usually probably end right before midnight. But this past week was the seventh week. And to be honest, I was growing weary and I thought maybe we can take a break after this. But as I heard them pray their pure hearted, faithful prayers, it definitely was a powerful time. And I thought we can't stop this. They have been praying for peace and equality in our nation. They've been praying for more acceptance, love, and respect for African-Americans, for police reform, praying for those affected by COVID-19, praying for those who have been studying the Bible for them to become Christians, and most recently praying for the victims of the explosion in Lebanon. Um, what is exciting is that Shem Suleiman, who is one of the teens who will be a freshman this year, he has decided to make Jesus Lord of his life and will be getting baptized this Saturday at 9 a.m. I'm inspired by Shem's faith that he has persevered through challenges. You know, he moved here from Dubai, and that's a huge adjustment, you know, adjusting to a new culture, making new friends, um, being away from his dad, Benga, who was still working in Dubai. I appreciate his parents, Kemi and Benga, for their faith to trust that Jesus would help them work through these challenges. Uh, another piece of good news, you know, there's a group of us moms in Torrance. Um, it's pretty much, we call it like our tribe, um, where we, you know, encourage each other and um, ask for prayers. But these uh, moms have been active in reaching out to school and city officials and really trying to build bridges to um, bring about more diversity in the leadership of our community and schools. And what is exciting is that right there in our school district in Torrance, uh, we have a new assistant principal at West High School who is an African-American man. 
As we've been praying and these sisters have been speaking about the need for diversity, we know that God is working about working to bring about this change. And um, I, what's inspiring is that Ari Garcia is so on fire with her faith that she initiated to have a meet and greet with this assistant principal. And he agreed to be able to uh, meet our teens that go to these schools and meet the families at West and North High. So I'm super excited about that and can't wait to see what God is going to do. I also want to lift up the campus sisters, in particular Priya, Cece, and Catherine, who had it on their heart to share their convictions about what God says about purity. You know, their conviction is impurity of the world and in our hearts can lead to bad choices and can really damage our faith. So by their faith, they are planning a weekend workshop on August 14, 15, and 16 for the campus and teen girls in Metro LA, as well as in the Santa Barbara region. And I just appreciate their faith and their love to want to share from their own experiences to help other young women fight to protect their own purity. And another piece of good news, um, Kiona Day, uh, she's recently married, but when she was still Kiana J- Jones, as a single mom, three years ago, she was reaching out to a co-worker and um, her friend, you know, she shared her faith with her and started a few Bible studies with her, but then life got busy and um, she stopped studying, but Kiana kept up her friendship with her. And just this year, her friend has been coming back to services, started studying the Bible to build her faith in Jesus, and is very close to becoming a Christian. You know, so inspiring to see how Kiana planted the seed of faith. She persevered and trusted in God that God would grow that seed in his time. So remember, if you need some fire in your faith, imitate the faith of this leper who was humble. You can stay surrendered and trust that Jesus will make it happen in his time and in his way. So what can you do? One, get in the word and ask Jesus to ignite your faith. Two, take the first step toward the miracle. Three, pray with a sister to fuel your faith. I can't wait to hear about more faith-building stories and miracles right here in our region, in our fellowship. So I love you, sisters. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please stay safe and let's keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Till next time. You've just listened to the Metro LA podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com 